the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. One of my favorite words is unfettered. It's tough to use in a sentence. You got to wait for it, wait for it, and wait for it. And when you do, you slip it in. Amazon.com, after more than 20 years of unfettered growth, should have run out of room to expand, but they haven't. I've started writing down companies that they could put out of business going forward, and it's not a small small number. I've started writing down companies that they could steal business from, and it's not a small number. Whether they put them out of business or whether they hurt their business, it's still pretty impressive. Let's start this list of almost 50 names. Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, Raleigh Automotive. That's three of them. Car parts are too heavy, bulky, and specialized to be handled in a delivery way. Um, A lot of do-it-yourselfers. Inventory management technology and delivery networks are willing and able to handle goods they simply couldn't before. And that's why Amazon got into the fray of auto parts bigger. And they do it every year. They get a little bit bigger. So maybe they have to partner with like an advanced auto parts for in-store pickups or something along those lines. But those are companies that aren't terribly well known for getting ahead of the curve of technology. If you go into an auto parts dealer, it's pretty old school. Um, other areas where Amazon, other companies they could put out, Albertsons, Kroger, Walmart, the grocery business of Walmart. Um, Walmart stepped up its game by growing its curbside pickup huge, and that's really helped them. But Amazon's still Amazon, and the relative threat you know, will cool when the numbers prove themselves out. But the shockwaves that Amazon put into Kroger, Albertsons, and Walmart Grocery when they started doing one-hour, two-hour delivery from Whole Foods is pretty shocking. I, I can go home right now fall asleep, wake up at 3, and still have food delivered to my house by 5? Not bad. Audiobooks and Playster. Um, Amazon's got a great play in the audiobook market because Amazon bought Audible, so they got 41% of that market, and it's growing. Barnes & Noble could still be put out of business, and Joseph Beth Booksellers. Um, All bookstores have to look at Amazon as a threat still going forward. Then you get into the area that I find most interesting right now is Daily Motion, Smashcast, Mixer, YouTube Gaming. The ability to watch video games and people pay to watch people play video games, it's surreal, but it's a thing. Google's YouTube supplied 50 billion hours of video gaming content this year. If you take a look at YouTube Live, they aired 651 million hours of video game play. Whereas Twitch, which is owned by Amazon, delivered 2.7 billion. 650 million versus 2.7 billion. 
Uh, Best Buy is always going to be in the uh, targets. Uh, maybe you know, they can't kill them, but they can hurt them and still take business from them. Blue Apron, HelloFresh, played it, and others, they could still fall, completely go out of the way. They're pure plays on meal kit delivery. No one does delivery better than Amazon. Amazon's got a new service this year where you can now see where your package is after, as it's on its way. So if it's in your neighborhood, it could say, ooh, looky over here. It's down the street, seven houses away. Be there soon. Um, I don't know. As soon as someone figures that out and robs one of the delivery trucks, that's probably not going to be a good thing. But we're getting more and more, and it's uh, interesting. Duracell Energizer Holdings. Uh, Energizer, big battery maker. Duracell, big battery maker. Duracell's hold, held by Berkshire Hathaway. I get all of my batteries now from Amazon Basics. And with the holiday seasons coming around, ordered some triple A's, ordered some double A's, ordered some C's and some D's last night. And now you're saying, did you just get dirty? No. Etsy. It's a brilliant idea. But the handmade one of a kinds will always have a place in the consumer's heart. But there's no reason Amazon can't do that. In fact, you may not even know that they're doing it. Amazon's got a page called Amazon Handmade. Trying to take a stab at Etsy. Amazon has time and size working in its favor. And it can slowly force its smaller rival into a corner. So these are companies that Amazon could put down. FedEx and UPS. Um, FedEx is struggling. UPS has done a really nice job of updating their fleets. Uber and Lyft have opportunities to delve in the package delivery. But they haven't gone down that road. Amazon has. GameStop. Big loser in 2019. Um, When you're at Twitch watching people play video games, why not buy that video game using your Amazon account? Right? Digital downloads, not going away. Um, Book publishers? The Amazon Kindle's kind of a thing. And it's not losing steam. So, if a book writer, if an author goes straight to Amazon, they can cut out the middleman. Someone like a Penguin Random House, a Hatchet Book Group. Yelp um, still has a lot of issues, not just with Google, but also with Amazon. Um, Interactive Corporation has an 84% stake in Angie Home Services. So Amazon Home Services competes with Angie Home Services and Yelp. So given that Amazon already connects with so many consumers in so many ways, look, I get ads from Amazon on a regular basis asking if they want to send someone to clean my house. I'm like, no. That's something I like doing myself. Um, Yelp doesn't really look to be on the defensive yet because they're still growing, but Amazon's got them in their, their eyeballs. Joanne Fabrics, Lululemon, Under Armour, all recognized brands that fiscally struggle. They don't have Nike's clout, but Nike's vulnerable to losing sales. Office Depot and Staples. Pandora, um, which is owned by Sirius XM. Amazon's doing music streaming. Rite Aid. Other companies that could fall, continue to fall or sour, J- Sears and JCPenney's. Sprouts Farmer's Market, The Fresh Market, Trader Joe's. Getting stuff delivered to your home from these retailers, it's pretty obvious that some people are going to want it. And the best person or the best company, interesting, I said person, uh, poised to do that is Amazon. How about teacher's pay? 
Is that an area where Amazon can go? Amazon's got something called the Inspire site, which is an open collaboration service that helps teachers to easily discover, gather, and share quality educational content. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. What is Amazon going to go at again or next? Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. So I'm a Generation Xer and I get technology. My background is as a registered investment advisor. But if you were to go further in my background, it was as tech enthusiast as a child. I understood tech stocks better than most people. So when I got into the financial field... As an investment advisor, I was a little bit more prepared and equipped to handle the 90s and 2000s. I kind of got it before it was even, you know, they were looking for research reports. The people who were 50 years old in my field when I was 25, I was was driving circles around them. One of the things that, why I bring that up is I don't think my industry, I think they're very slow to become digitally impressed. And, um... It created an advantage. Now, I think you have an advantage because when I was your age, when I was in my 20s, I didn't have Google. Maybe Google right around there kind of time, but it was pretty early. I mean, I was probably like my 30s when, I, when Google really kind of became a research tool. Um, what's interesting to note about that is I'm going to I'm gonna give you an idea on how you can find and how you can beat Wall Street. And some of it's are very original and some of it's not. Um, there's some good magazines out there. I think Wired Magazine is a classic example of where I would do some research or business journals. Any major city has a business journal. San Francisco Business Journal just reported that Oracle is leaving San Francisco and they're going to Vegas and they're going to do a three-year deal with one of the big hotels there. The Raiders are going Las Vegas. Um, but, 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 so the San Francisco Business Journal is where I get a lot of news in the Bay Area. San Mateo's got a business journal. Raleigh, North Carolina's got one. Richmond, Virginia. New York City. Um, any major city has a business journal, and it's typically written by, I want to say, journalists who... Um, they're not exactly doing investigative reporting on murdered journalists in the Middle East. It's a little bit more softball. They're talking about office space being rented. Oh, like, for instance, in the New York Business Journal last week, you could have read that Amazon's buying a lot or leasing a lot of office property uh, real close to downtown New York in the Bronx area, uh, Manhattan, Bronx area. And they're kind of saying, remember a couple of years ago when we were going to go into Long Island and bring 15,000 jobs? Well, this time we're going to bring a couple thousand jobs. And we're not going to put a whole headquarters there. And we're going to put it in an area that doesn't really need it. It doesn't really need the redevelopment because it's already been developed. With that said, that told you Amazon was doing pretty well. They're continuing to open office space. Very, very rarely do companies get so out of place, out of line, out of character. And they say, you know what? We need to open up 10 new offices. No, let's do 2,000 new offices in New York City because that ain't going to be cheap. So they got something planned as far as continuing to grow, and that's nice to see. 
some other sources. So that's business journals. Another great source is, like I said, Wired Magazine. I used to get a subscription. I don't anymore. Um, I'm using other professional services like a Bloomberg terminal. But Wired was really good because they would... Some of the articles are just horrible. In the future, we will be flying. We will be eating air. You're like, that's a stupid article, stupid article, stupid article, stupid article. Oh, this one's kind of interesting. Uh, So anytime I fly, I definitely pick up a copy of Wired and and peruse it just to see. Um, But they did a little thing where, you know, sometimes magazines kind of get a little too caught up in the graphic designer. And the graphic designer does these really cool, like, post-it notes or something, um, you know, six-word blurbs that stand out. One of my biggest successes as a tech investor was really getting broadband before anyone else did. And that opened the door to investing in companies like Cisco, Amati. Um, companies, and you're saying Amati. Yeah. What do you mean Amati? <clears throat> Amati was one of those companies that was into DSL. And DSL, digital subscriber line. <clears throat> Hopefully you didn't go dirty with that. Uh, but DSL, digital subscriber line, was a way for the phone companies to send broadband through your phones. Back in the day when we had phones in our home, and how did a phone get into your home? It was a copper wire. And it's a glorified copper wire. And it was called a plain old telephone system, POTS, P-O-T-S. And we were starting to see the dawn of cable modems from companies like Excite at home. It was at home, and then at home was like, well, we got to do more than just do you know high-speed Internet. So they bought and they merged with a portal. There was three or four portals back then, Lycos, Excite, Yahoo, and Google. And portals were going to be the end-all, be-all to replace AOL. AOL was a landing enclosed world. But a portal was going to be the first page that you went to that said, okay, do you want finance? Go to this button. Do you want sports? Hit this button. Do you want this? Hit that button. And it could have put our whole Internet world in one place. But that too got old. So anyway, back to Wired Magazine. Um, There was a little thing that said, pay attention, or this just in. Um, DSL certification run through five companies. And it showed me five companies that I had never heard of, that Wall Street had never heard of. And slowly but surely, these companies started to come in public. And I, I was on radio going, you know, you right now have a 14.4 modem. Oh, it's going to get faster. And then 28.8, then 56.6. Um, and there's companies, U.S. Robotics was a huge investment in broadband or in modems becoming broadband. So that's the right way of putting that? I don't even know. Um, but some of these tech magazines are pretty good sources of information. If you're looking for the next hot investment area... I could suggest something like CNBC comes out with a Disruptor 50 list. Any list. I love lists. Top 10 things that annoy me about you. Love lists. Um, but if you take a look at the 2019 top 10 or top 50 disruptors, there was names like Didi, Zhujing, the Wii Company. Ooh, that's not a good one. They flopped. Grab, were in the runway. GoodRx, that's a great company. GoodRx is a company that has an app out there that, let's say you're, uh, I don't even know what drop, I don't know pharmaceuticals, like, my knowledge is like, I'll just call Metformin. Let's say you have a prescription for Metformin. I don't even know what Metformin does. 
But let's say you have a prescription for it. Uh, what GoodRx does, it says, okay, your local CVS, which is 1.2 miles away, sells that for 26 cents a pill. But if you go another mile to Walgreens, it's 14 cents a pill. For a senior, that's big. Uh, Casper Mattress is on this. Peloton is on the list of disruptors. Again, this is showing me that maybe 2019 was a bad year for disruptors because the companies that did come public are struggling on this list. The Wii Company, Peloton, Airbnb had to push out. Um, And what's really great about this is I keep these lists for years so I can go back to them in the future and see how close I was right and how close I was wrong. You know, the best startups to work for, the best startups to avoid, the best non-California startups. How did they end up doing? Wired Magazine's great. CNBC's Disruptor's great. Anything that comes out of uh, investor conferences. I read a lot of the research that comes out of investor conferences. Um, particularly tech. Healthcare, I avoid a little bit. I just don't have the PhD for that. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Time is named its man of the year. I'll give you a hint. It's a person of the year. Is it Tom Brady? No, 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 no. Is it President Donald Trump? No, 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 no. It's actually kind of an optimistic sign. Gives me a little bit of uh, faith in the future because my generation, I don't have a lot of faith in. Baby boomers sold out their hippie dreams and their hippie ways in the 1970s to buy BMWs and uh, game the corporate system. Then the Generation X, we were just slackers who started kind of late. We're considered a dumb generation, not well-educated. Um, but that is what it is. There was actually a generation that they were trying to name in between the Boomers and Generation X, and it was called the Flamers. It was fun-loving American made ever-righteous souls. That never really stuck. <laughs> so who's the person of the year? Greta Thunberg. I think I've heard, you know, Greta Thunberg. Um, She's the 16-year-old activist who did a really, really, really nice job of uh, blowing up the Internet, telling us, how dare you? And she probably has, I think the report is she's Asperger's. So making fun of her voice intonation is not fun, but it was intense. It was dramatic. How dare you rob my planet from me? It was very Shakespearean. It was quite a moment. But she's got kids around the world striking for climate change from schools, elementary schools, high schools. It's called Skolstrik for Klimata. It's Swedish for school strike for the climate. I know you're saying you just made that up, didn't you? I probably did. Um, tense. And uh, wonderful to see that people care. Young people. We'll see what they sell out for in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Because back in the 70s, we had hippie love, and all we were asking is give peace a chance. And they got their sellout moment, too. 
I'm caustic, I'm sarcastic, I'm giving commentary that's irreverent on the future of America. (laughs) See, I have to disclaim everything now. Fun. Fun doing this show. Anyhow and anyway, let's bring on Tony Mendez. Talking a little Bay Area real estate. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Landlord. Uh, a lot of people love the story of being a landlord. We have a commercial on the show that goes, not on the show, but on the station that goes, Donald Trump predicted there was a bubble in the stock market. And now that he's president, even a bigger bubble. Don't risk your retirement savings. Wrong. But, but buy me. Buy into me. Buy into me where I sell real estate and I'm going to have a club for real estate investors. You know how many club, real estate investor clubs that I've seen that are filled with people that work at the uh, United States Post Office, the dregs of the earth. <laughs> it's a joke, everyone. I love postal service workers. But you haven't gone to those investment clubs. You've gone, right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, it's 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 the guy who's got, he looks okay. He's trying to wear his first Walmart suit ever, and his left eye can't quite focus. <laughs> it just bounces around. And his the woman that he brings with him is missing four teeth. That happen to be in the top, you know, chewing area that you can see pretty predominantly. A lot of people join investor real estate clubs. They're a little bit on the hillbilly side, um, hoping for the best case scenarios. Yeah, a lot of those investment clubs, Rob, are um, real estate investment clubs. Let's be real estate investment clubs are, uh, let's say, a, a professional investor getting people together so they can crowd their money together to go out and buy properties and, you know, with the promise of a high return on their investment. But if he was, um, if said professional invest real estate investor, why would he be doing it on his own? Why is he going to the people? Cause he's trying make... to use your money to do his investment ideas. Right. So that's one angle that will um, get you in trouble more often than uh, not. The, the one I've got great ideas, but I can't fund them. You give me money and I'll do it. Right. Uh, there the, some of the other investment groups that, sorry, real estate investment groups that I've seen that are successful are people that get around and they, they discuss types of properties that are available in the market uh, as far as like, like f- flipping clubs. There are clubs like that, and uh, that's actually a really hot part of the market right now. Uh, the returns on flipping has um, been, it's, it hasn't been any bigger in the last 10, 15 years. So that's attracting a lot of new people, those toothless people, as you might say. Now, Miami, speaking of flippers, the Miami condo flippers are getting hit hard, and it's just the beginning. The lure is that pre-construction condo. Very dangerous. Uh, from a developer in the early stages of development, sometimes your initial deposit is small in a booming market, but sometimes you never see it when the developer goes bankrupt. Um, additional payments have to be made as the building progresses. Everyone's in nirvana. It's going up. It's going great. Uh, pre-construction condo flippers is what I'm talking about. Lucky ones that could sell their units at all are bathing right now in a, a sea of red ink. Miami is a disaster. In December, there was 1,084 condos and townhouses sold, down 7% from December of 2015, down 22% from December of 2014, and down 24% from December 2013. So the prices um, have started dropping pretty big, 12% last year and 19% this year. Um, did you just cough on the radio? I looked at the producer. He pushed the button. Man. That's all I'm going to say. Thanks. So, and, and we've seen a little bit of that phenomenon here, Rob, have where we, we have, um, there was a, there's a project not too far away from where I live where it was a 200 unit 
condo complex for single family and condos. And if you got in early enough and you were able to lock it, you know, put your deposit in and let the project build, uh, and this was going over 2015 and 16, you, you could have easily sold for a fifty to a hundred thousand dollar profit without even moving into the house. You just sell the property before you even move in. So, um, and I think that's where, you know, in a market like the Bay area, I think people are thinking that way. And, you know, I'd hate that to be my investment angle into real estate. Um, I'd rather have you flip or I'd rather have you, you know, put enough money down as a rental or just take your down payment and buy house free and clear in place like Raleigh, North Carolina or Austin or Boise, uh, Denver, Seattle, Portland, where where rents are still very high. These are cities where millennials are moving to, and you can look at a much safer and lower risk investment in real estate. Uh, it's kind of crazy that people still are out there trying to promote to these people and sell their ideas when there's so many simpler ways to get into real estate. One of the REITs, REITs are on fire right now too. For example, higher interest rates though could uh, derail that pretty quickly. So that's something you have to think about. Um, with that said, we're talking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, the Boeing Airlines story, when they do get recertified, companies like Southwest and American may get a little bit of a goosing on the upside, in large part because they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue right now with the planes out of service. I haven't put my head to thinking about all the other winners here, but those are at least two of them. And again, it'll be a big story when it is a big story. Uh, right now, the date keeps slipping. Therefore, companies like Southwest and American have to continue to tell some of their pilots, we don't need you. We still don't need you, and we still don't need you. So it'll be a little goose for the economy when this comes back, but especially for Southwest and American Airlines. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, how much can the market go up next year, and what will be the hottest sector? That's questions that I get all the time. Uh, or what stock should I buy? Or what do you think about PG&E? <laughs> Many times I just don't have a crystal ball. So J.P. Morgan is saying, you know, look for the market to go up about 8% next year. They think some of the negatives will actually melt away. They think uh, the tighter monetary. They think the headwinds from the initial tighter monetary policy that the Federal Reserve put into place starts to fade away. Remember, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates, and now they're cutting interest rates very much so a teeter totter, a little quicker on the up and a little quicker on the down than they probably want it. Wasn't that a great point doing teeter totters? And that was your idea of fun as a kid. Uh, a friend of mine is getting his kid a iPad, and I'm like, "How's your kid? He's five. Like he's just." turning five that angers me <laughs> put them on a teeter-totter i know you're saying teeter-totters aren't very fun ipads are fun um but yeah so the federal reserve is gonna melt away according to jp morgan the u.s china trade war should eventually melt away now we don't have things to goose us like the tax breaks but those barriers should become a little bit easier for the markets to do better in u.s and china will reach some sort of initial trade agreement ahead of the 2020 election is the expectation. So an 8% increase from this year to last year. No, this year to next year. Next year to the end of next year. Um, that's not bad. That's typically, historically, double what real estate gets. 
Um, I can attest for you that the high-end real estate, and I'm not even talking high-end, the high-price real estate ain't really budging right now. I've seen about three straight years now of comps going sideways. Now, I haven't actually sold my home, therefore it's just seen it. But you get the idea, I think. So right now, short-term, the markets are waiting for some directions from China and the Federal Reserve. But also next year, we expect those to kind of melt away. So what's kind of a, a drag now turns into a positive next year. Not a massive positive. Chevron's dragging lower today. They're taking an $11 billion rate down for its gas assets in the fourth quarter. Interesting. AT&T's announced a $100 million share of buyback. That's not necessarily good. They are doing the job cuts. But they've had a real tough problem moving their stock in the last 10 years, other than with dividends. What will they do with Time Warner is the big question. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I'm a cowboy. I'm a good cowboy. I'm a bad cowboy. I'm a cowboy. You can find me online at robblackshow.com while you're there. Um, you can know that I do a couple things. I do radio and television. And you can find my radio podcast. It's out there. I'm thinking about adding a weekend podcast radio show in 2020. I'd love your feedback. Rob at robblackshow.com. Um, or your thoughts. Kind of a kinder and gentler more mature show versus the fast-paced show that this is that has way too many of my ramblings in my head. Um, but you can watch my TV spots. I've got a Facebook page where I post them and a YouTube page, but the Facebook page is Cron for Rob Black or Rob Black and Your Money or my fan page, which is called I Hate Rob Black uh, at Facebook. We go, why did you go with I Hate Rob Black as a fan page? First and foremost, I was an adorable kid. I'll come back to that. Second, doing a radio show where you're giving opinions about stocks, sometimes you say things that hurt people's feelings because they have different feelings. I don't like Prop 13. I think it's one of the worst things that ever happened to California. That will get a letter to my manager. I think old people should move out of the state of California because Prop 13 is bankrupting our schools. Trust me, I've got kids in school here, and i got a sister as a school teacher on the East Coast. I can compare the two. Um, I have opinions. I, I think I should move if I can't afford to live here. And if I can't afford the basic taxes that are tied towards police, firefighters, and schools, I should leave, right? So when you make statements like that, you, you upset a lot of people. Well, I was here in the 70s and I paid my dues. I paid my taxes. Not according to the rest of the United States, you did it. Um... But again, there's so many different taxes. Like, why isn't the sales tax covering the fire departments and the schools? Why? We're a pretty inefficient at collecting taxes and paying uh, and, and supporting our services. And politicians have never looked at a dollar and said, I don't want it. So that'll get letters to the editor. But I have to have that opinion because, again, I own real estate in California. Two pieces of real estate. And I benefit from Prop 13 on one of them. The other one, I kind of... It hasn't gone anywhere for me, so it's still kind of hurting me. But when the real estate starts going up, I should pay more taxes. So 
back to the point of I do radio and TV, and uh, it kind of gets everyone into a, a tizzy and doing a weekend show where it'd be nice and clean and no controversial commentary, just commentary about how to get your retirement. Commentary on, you know, the stock market. Sectors on how to invest in them and how to avoid them. Proper reviews of things like credit karma. I like credit karma. Um, but I think that's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So why did I come up with the name I Hate Rob Black? Because when people dislike my content, I've already kind of defanged them a little bit. I get that it's sarcastic. And uh, as a kid, I was really, really cute. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And there's a picture of me feeding a goat. And if I ever really had a big head, I'd have a fan club. And my dog, Maisie, who died, would be the first president of the fan club. The second president would be... Kit Kat, and then the third president would be zero one one zero one 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 zero. Um, that's right, Daniel. But I was going to sell a T-shirt that had me feeding a goat that says "I hate Rob Black," and clearly I'm Rob Black as a five-year-old kid who was adorably cute. But I decided not to go that direction. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. We're wrapping up the year. Home Depot is a drag today. They've lowered their twenty twenty sales growth guidance, and that brought down all retail stocks. So they're seeing three and a half to four percent growth versus four point four percent. So that's that's hurting retail today. And again, I saw an analyst yesterday talk, and, and I don't disagree with us. I read the Standard and Reports report. What's up with Trump? Uh, superimposing his head on Thanos. That's just bizarre. But I saw an analyst yesterday talk about Macy's. So there's some retailers that get 4% growth, and it still has a downside to go. And I I kind of agree. Um, Anyhow, 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Amazon drops price on Echo Dot to a staggering 99 cents. So I had this argument, I suppose, with a friend yesterday about getting Amazon Fire products, getting Apple products, or getting Google products, phones, pads, tablets, you know. Um, And I just told him, I said, when you make a choice, just stick with it. It's kind of an ecology. Uh, A lot of the work that I've done on understanding tech companies for the last 25 years started when I was a kid playing video games and seeing the electronic arts had sports games and Activision tried to have sports games and they could just couldn't compete. Because the ecology is like, okay, one guy gets the licensing with the NFL and makes a consistent game each and every year, and the other one... So you kind of like see the, the ecology. So video games, at one point in time, you'd go to the arcade and drop 25 cents in a game, right? And then it came out with gaming consoles for home. So if you take a look at the gaming console ecology, what do you got? You got, at one point in time, Atari 2600, television, ColecoVision... Then you get into the Sega Genesis, the Sony PlayStation, the Microsoft Xbox. When Microsoft came out with the Xbox, people laughed. They're like, that's never going to work. You're going to get a blue screen of death every time you, you boot up. Took a while, but I think they're legit. Little uh, MC Hammer, too legit, too legit to quit. And you kind of start seeing the ecology of the semiconductors plays into this whole sector, the software plays, the hardware plays. 
Um, it's more than just one title. It actually covers probably four or five parts of technology. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Talk to you soon.